It is May 13th, 2018. It happens to be Mother's Day 2018. And we are living at a pivotal place in history. Understand, you are living, we are living at a pivotal place in history. Folks, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our hope, is very soon coming again. I'll tell you, it is not long until with the voice of an archangel, there's going to be a shout with the trumpet of the Lord. Jesus is coming for his people. I want to tell you, I truly believe that. I believe scripture is clear in that. I believe that is a plain truth of scripture. And then listen to me this morning. I know Satan knows it as well. Now follow with me. I believe Satan knows that as well. And as sure as, as scripture unfolds for us and we understand Jesus is coming up again very soon, Satan knows that as well. And as that day approaches, in an attempt to lead as many people to destruction as possible, Satan is feverishly working. With his impending doom very soon on the horizon, Satan is working overtime. And I have to warn you this morning, especially this morning, in this day with so much on the line, with a with sense of urgency in the air, he is coming for our kids. Be sure of that. Satan thoughtfully, deliberately, and craftily is coming for our kids. Now listen to some statistics of the generation that just turned, that just hit their 20s, these young people, listen of that generation. 45% of that generation in America that just hit their 20s, 45% say they are unsure if homosexuality is a sin. Over 40% of that generation, that age group, believe it is a right for same-sex marriage. 65% of that age group of that generation believe that the standard to go to heaven is actually being a good person. Listen, two-thirds of that age group believe that the standard to go to heaven is actually being a good person. And what that means is this. They have no idea what it means to be a follower of Christ, and they're going to miss an eternity in heaven. That's what I believe. 20% of that, of that age group, they believe there are other books inspired by God other than the Bible. And yet here's the, the terrible thing. Only 27% believe that the Bible is the inspired, inerrant word of God. Approaching 70% of that age group, now listen to this, that were once active in church. And active meant they, were, they didn't just come as, as a token expression. They were active in their youth group. They were active in the life of their church. 70% that were once active in their church now call themselves spiritually disengaged. They do not pray. They do not read their Bible. They have no church attendance. Folks, two-thirds of the kids that we're sending out of the church today are going to walk off from our faith. And I could go on and on and on. It is getting worse. In fact, those are, those are growing trends. Those are rapidly growing trends. Listen to this. The average age in 2017 to see pornography is now 
nine years old. Nine years old. 94% of our kids on their, on their phones and their iPads, 94% will have watched internet pornography by the age of 14. Satan is wrecking havoc today. And I want you to understand as, as the time quickens until Jesus is coming again, his eye, his sights are set on our kids. And so hear me this morning. Be sure the tipping point, the slippery slope or the saving grace will be dependent upon what happens in the home. Be sure today it all comes down to parents. And so, yes, today on Mother's Day 2018, we are living at a pivotal place in history. You are living at a pivotal place in history. And listen, and the good news is, and yes, there is good news, the good news is it's not too late. The good news is there is still hope. The good news is the truth still stands. Our message today on Mother's Day 2018 is entitled, The Parents' Reward, the parents' reward. We're in 2 Timothy. We're gonna look at one verse today, chapter one, verse five. 2 Timothy, chapter one, today, verse five. I'm gonna ask if you would, if you'd stand with me in the reverence and the honor of the reading of God's word. Second Timothy, chapter one, verse five, and God's word says this. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am sure that it is in you as well. Now listen, I'm gonna read that again. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am sure that it is in you as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for our Savior, Jesus Christ. We're thankful for the, the hope that we have in Jesus. We're thankful that, yes, very soon you're coming again for your people. We see that. We believe that. But we also know, Lord, in the meantime, that there is a struggle. We understand that, that Satan is trying to snatch away any person that he can, but especially our kids. And so I pray today that as we hear your word, that our ears will be quickened, that our hearts would be, would be motivated, that our, that our minds will be stirred. I pray that the spirit of the living God would speak through his word today. And I pray that yes, today would be a, a pivotal place in the homes and the families and the lives of Calvary Baptist Church. Lord, let this be a turning point day in the lives of your people at Calvary Baptist Church. We, we dedicate it to you. We, we give it to you. We ask that you move and that you speak. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. From our one verse today, we are going to see three truths or three things of godly parenting. Now, for sure the example here is a mother. In fact, it's a grandmother and a mother. That is the example here. But it can be said, as we go and look at this verse, it can be said of either parent, or ideally, it could be said of both parents. And so understand, we're looking at the example of a mother and a grandmother, but again, it could be said of either parent, or ideally, it could be said of both parents. We're going to see today the goal 
of godly parenting. We're going to see the plan for godly parenting. And then last, we're going to see the reward of godly parenting. Now, as we look at our verse today, understand the context. See the context. Paul is writing to the young pastor, Timothy. Now, that's, that's pretty impressive that we have that letter. But, but even more than that, very shortly, Paul is to be executed. This is his last letter. These are his last recorded words. These are his last written words. At the start of the letter, in his introduction, as part of his greeting, we find verse 5. And so understand, here in verse 5, in the introduction to his letter, the letter that will be his last, he is addressing the young preacher, the young pastor, Timothy. That is the context. Now, the first thing we're going to see this morning, we're going to see the goal of godly parenting. The goal of godly parenting. The verse starts off, and it says this. For I am mindful. The word mindful in the original language means hold in mind. For I hold in mind. We would say aware of. For I am aware of. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you. Within you in, in the Greek language means established in you or dwelling in you, residing in you. For I am mindful, I hold in mind of the sincere faith within you. The sincere faith, and really this is the, the key to it here. Uh, what an awesome word choice this is, but it's God's word, and so of course it would be. But the word sincere here literally translates unhypocritical. That's what it literally translates. Uh, it means true and it means genuine. What, what is reported to be there, what is supposed to be there, actually is there. And that's how he describes the faith that is in Timothy. He says, I, I keep in mind, I know in my mind, the sincere faith, the, the unhypocritical faith, the, the real, the genuine faith. What is supposed to be there is actually there in your faith. I am mindful of the sincere faith within you. Now think about it. By this time, think about all the people that Paul had seen. Think about all the people that Paul had known, even, even some of the people that Paul had walked with. He had seen a fake faith, a faith that, that wasn't real. He'd seen a fake faith. He'd seen a, a flashy faith, one that was, that was big and one that announced itself, but maybe passed away down the line. He had seen a fading faith. He had seen people that, that took bold steps and they, they stepped out in faith, but then as the things of the world pressed in, as the lures of the world pressed in, they began to drop away. He had seen a fading faith. He'd seen a faulty faith. He'd seen a faith that was built on less than the truth of God's word. And, and when the pressures came and when the, the testing came, it couldn't stand. He'd seen a faulty faith. But he was saying to Timothy, I see your faith. Now imagine this, Paul about to be executed says of this young preacher, I see your faith and it is real and it is sure and it's genuine. I see your sincere faith. Friends, our goal as parents, and let me say this, our singular goal 
as parents is to produce kids with a sincere faith in Jesus Christ. Our goal as parents, our singular goal, that is the goal. Everything else will take care of itself. But if you, if you hit all those things and miss this, you've messed up. The singular goal is to produce kids with a sincere, genuine faith in Jesus Christ. Do you hear that? Nothing else is going to matter. Nothing else is going to last. Our goal is to produce kids. The product that comes out of my home is to produce kids with a sincere, genuine faith in Jesus Christ. Satan has crept into the church and he's lied to us. And a whole bunch of folks in the church have bought his lie he comes into the church and he says, you know what, the goal is to be saved. He might concede that. Yes, the goal is to be saved, but it's also to be successful. And so he begins to, to shift the goal. He begins to add things to the goal. And, and yes, we want to be saved and check that off, but there's something else. We also want to be successful. And so as long as our kids can say a few facts, maybe they can repeat some lines of a prayer and as fast as they do, we march them back out into the things of the world. We march them back out into the systems of the world and we chase after things. We invest our lives in things that will not matter. And that's how we're raising our kids. Listen to me. Our goal is to produce kids with a sincere faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, 70% of them aren't even making it into their 20s. That's a problem. Our goal is to raise kids with a genuine faith in Jesus Christ. Second, the plan for godly parenting. The plan for godly parenting. The verse continues and it says this. Which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Now follow with me. See, see this unfold. It's pretty awesome how it unfolds across the pages of Scripture. Paul goes on his first missionary trip, his first missionary journey, and in the region of Derby and Lystra and Iconium, he preaches the gospel. We read of that trip. He is faithful to the gospel. He preaches the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, evidently in this region, there are two Jewish women who hear the gospel and upon hearing the gospel, they receive the gospel and they become believers in our Lord Jesus Christ. That is recorded in Acts chapter 16. He goes to the region, he preaches the gospel. There are at least these two Jewish women there and they hear and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those ladies are Lois and Eunice. Those ladies are the mother and the grandmother of Timothy. Now, Timothy's dad, the Bible says, was a Greek. He was an unbeliever. That's also found in Acts chapter 16. Now, we're not sure if he ever was saved. Uh, some say it seems unlikely that he was saved, but he is an unbeliever at the point of our account today. Then, as we continue in the account, by the time Paul makes his second missionary trip, by the time he makes his second missionary journey, 
Timothy's mother and his grandmother, they evidently have led Timothy to Christ. And so he makes this first journey, and there's these two Jewish ladies, and they put their faith in Jesus Christ. And then when he makes the second journey, these two ladies, they have led Timothy to a faith in Jesus Christ, to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And you say, well, how do you know that? Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Listen, it says this. You, however, Timothy, you, however, continue in the things which you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Verse 15, listen. And that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Oh, what an awesome verse that is. Oh, what an, what an awesome testimony that verse holds. His mother and his grandmother, they impart the, the teachings of the Old Testament scriptures. They teach the Old Testament scriptures foretelling of the coming of the Messiah. And then they tell them the good news that they have received the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And in that, he receives the truth. He receives the wisdom that leads to salvation. The Bible says, which is through faith in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to see the picture of this. This great apostle Paul, he has suffered for the cause of Jesus Christ. He has stood for the cause of Jesus Christ. And now this apostle Paul is about to be executed for his, his faithfulness to the call of Jesus Christ. But before he passes away, he passes the baton to this young preacher, to this pastor of the great church in Ephesus. And this pastor, this preacher, Timothy, he's gonna continue to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. He's gonna continue to herald the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he will shepherd the flock as a faithful shepherd of God. And the impact of the gospel is gonna continue to go forth. And people are gonna get saved. And lives are gonna get changed. And as Paul's there in his cell, and he wonders what what's gonna happen, he writes the letter and he tells Timothy, I know about your faith and I take a hope that it's gonna go out and people are gonna be saved and the movement's gonna go forth and the roots go all the way back to a little mother and a little grandmother who led Timothy to Christ. Do you see that? Be sure God's plan is that parents, parents will so teach the word of God. He knew from his childhood the scriptures that they will so teach the word of God, the Bible, that the kids are gonna possess that wisdom and they're gonna know that wisdom. They're gonna know the truth that leads to salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. That is God's plan. We act like in the last 50 years that it's, that it's happenstance. We wonder why they're falling off before they get into their 20s. We act like it's something that happens by chance, that our kids are gonna find Jesus Christ and it's just gonna happen somehow. Maybe we dropped them off at the church enough that they found Jesus Christ and then we, we start to hope that they're gonna build a, a, a wealth of knowledge, that they're gonna build a sincere, deep faith, one that's gonna last when the trials of life press in and, and, and we're just taking it for, for granted that somehow that's gonna happen. Listen, no, it is our job. 
It is our duty. It is our responsibility to put in the word of God. Listen, parent, why do you exist in the relationship with your kid? It's to teach them the word of God. It's to train them in the word of God. It's to model the word of God so they will possess a foundation that will last. And listen to me, church, it's not our job to steal that away. It's not our job to circumvent that. It's our job as the church to empower that. Let me say this, as kindly as possible, and you be sure to know my heart, Satan is coming for our kids. And if we are failing here, we will have failed. And it is our kids who will pay, and some of them for all eternity. How do we make that any more serious? Listen to me. If we're failing here, if you're not putting in the truth of God's word, your kids are going to be under attack and they're going to be sifted away and some of them will suffer for all eternity. Now, there's two ways you can receive that this morning. Some of you can sit there and say, you know what, I don't, I don't need to hear that. You know what, I've got enough trouble and I've got enough guilt and I've got enough problems in my life. I don't need to hear that today. Who is he to tell me that? I don't want to hear that. That's not encouraging, especially on Mother's Day. I don't want to hear that. Some are going to say that. Or listen to me. You can say, by the grace of God, not on my watch. Not on my watch, brother or sister. Not on my watch, dads. Not in my home. Not with my wife. Not with my kids. Not on my watch, moms. Not in my home. Not with my kids. Not on my watch. The cost of failure is too great. God, forgive us where we've gotten off track. God, give us the tools to succeed. God, empower this. But by the grace of God, let us be parents who will lead our kids to a sincere faith in Jesus Christ. That's the plan for godly parenting. Now here's the reward of godly parenting. The last of the verse says this. And I am sure that it is in you as well. The greatest reward of parenting It's not going to be some temporary status. It's not going to be some temporary acclaim. It's not going to be some temporary station that they may someday hold in life. But the great reward of parenting is the assurance that your kids have a deep abiding faith in Jesus Christ. That's the reward of godly parenting. John says, and he's referring to those that he's led to Christ. In 3 John 1, verse 4, he says this, I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. Listen, parents, I I promise you there is no greater joy than to know your kids are walking in the truth. There is no greater measure of success than to know your kids are walking in the truth and they have an abiding faith in Jesus Christ. That is the reward of godly parenting. Today, I want to do something different. 
Today is our parent-child dedication. It's going to be at the start of our next service. And I want you to understand, that's not a day that we bestow anything on these kids. It's not a day that anything, any blessing or anything else is placed on that kid for sure, not salvation. Not, not any blessing or anything's placed on that kid other than this. It is a commitment on the part of the parents and on the part of the church to support those parents to raise those kids in the admonition of the Lord. The word admonition means counsel. Simply, this day, this dedication means that we as parents commit. We take seriously. We promise. We set as the priority. We as parents commit to raise our kids in the truth of God's word. Well, today, I want us all as parents to be able to say on this day, I commit. We commit. We commit anew. Maybe, maybe we, we came and we dedicated our little kids and we held them as babies. Maybe we've been distracted. Maybe we've gotten off course. Maybe we've held the course. But today on this day, I want to give us the opportunity to say, I commit anew. We understand the cost of succeeding and it's going to be high. But more than that, we understand the cost of failing. And it is eternal. And so we commit. So I'm going to ask right now, if you're a parent here today and you're so led, if you're a parent here today and you're so committing, that you would stand and you'd come to the front, you'd bring your kids with you. If your kids aren't with you, you come without them. If they're in the nursery, you come without them. If you're a parent here today and you would commit and you're so led, if you would come at this time and you'd join me here at the altar, any age kid, if you'd come at this time, those of you there that are in your seats, remaining in your seats as, as parents or, or grandparents or folks whose kids have already left, I'm going to ask that you'd pray as a church. Let us be that type of church. Let us be that type of church that would empower parents. Last time I did this, I held my little kids as babies. First time I did this, I held little Sarah Jo, a little sweet baby. But you know what? I, I want her to hear today, her dad and her church commit to raising them, my kids, in a godly, God-honoring manner. I'm going to ask if you go with me to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come today. We bow a knee to our Creator God, the God of life, the God of creation, the God of power, the God that's just, the God that's holy. God is so far above us, His thoughts aren't our thoughts. His ways aren't our ways. The God... It's also gracious and kind and merciful. We come in the presence of the living God today. And the first thing we do is we tell you thank you. God, thank you, thank you for the blessing of our children. Thank you for blessing us with these kids. Thank you for the, for the stewardship that you've given us. Thankful for the, for the privilege that we have as moms here, as dads here. We thank you and we worship you and we praise you for the creation and the blessing of our kids. Second thing we do is this, Lord, we come as a people living in a corrupt day, an alluring day, a culture that would lead us every which way. And we come today and we ask that you'd forgive us. Lord, forgive us where we've squandered our hours. Forgive us where we've squandered our days. Forgive us when we thought somebody else would put it in. 
Forgive us when we, when we just took for granted that somehow it'll, it'll be imparted to them and we shirk this duty. Forgive us where we haven't lived right. Forgive us where we've dwelt in the ways and the things of this world. Forgive us where we've taken up priorities that did not matter. Forgive us, Lord God. And as sure as we ask, you tell us that you forgive us. This isn't a time that you come to beat us and to berate us, but you forgive us and you lift that condemnation off of us. But then now we come and I pray for the empowerment of a holy God. I pray for moms here. And I pray for dads here. And some of them are doing it alone. Some of them are doing it married. I, I pray for parents here. I pray that we would turn to the living word of God that's living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, and we would order our lives according to your word. I pray that we would endeavor to raise kids and would understand the truth of God's word. And we want to know what our priority set is to put the word of God into their minds and into their hearts. God, you empower it. God, you change our priority set. God, you change the patterns of our lives. Help us in that, empower us in that, remind us in that. I pray, Lord, for a church that would encourage and stand upon that. Lord God, I pray for these kids. Some are very young, some are older. I pray that their hearts would turn to you, that influences would show up, and I pray that it would be parents. But I pray in the absence of parents, it might be a, somebody else. And I, I pray that the Spirit of God that lives inside the ones that have put their faith in Christ, it wouldn't be dulled, and they would turn and they would listen. I pray for these kids. I pray that they walk in the counsel of God. I pray that they walk in the admonition of God. I pray that they walk godly paths and that they steer their feet and that you would lead them away from sin and temptation. I pray that for the snares that are going to drag them down and, and pull them away, that, that they would be strong is because of the foundation is strong. They would walk through those things unscathed and they would stand as, as testimonies to the power of a living God. And I pray that if they haven't received Christ, that they will receive Christ. And then I pray as followers of Jesus Christ, they, if you haven't come again, that they would begin Christian homes. And there would be a turning and there would be a cycle that breaks and, and turns and today would truly be a pivotal day. I pray that the hand of God will be upon these kids. Bless them, use them for the glory of our Savior, Jesus. Lord, we come and we submit this to you. And we tell you we love you. And we praise you and we thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.